Flight Size Insights with Kantar Australia. Hi listeners, this is Fritz with Kantar Australia Bite Size Insights. I'm here in Sydney on the line today with Dan Formosa in New York. Dan is a world-renowned design consultant. In 1981, he co-founded Smart Design, whereas Oxo Good Grips Kitchen Tools became a symbol of products designed for everyone. Um, Dan has built his career on the belief that design should focus on people, not things. Uh, He knows that women are a blind spot for male-dominated design and engineering industries. Uh, He co-founded 4B, a design consultancy, um, to change that paradigm. 4B is a collective of experts, strategists, designers, and engineers who apply understanding um, to design for women. Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for joining. Hi, Fritz. Happy to be here. Marketing is just waking up to the gender issue. As marketer researchers at Kantar, we have conducted a lot of gender-specific research, examining domains such as advertising, categories such as finance, and even the impact on brand equity evaluations. Has design and product development woken up to the gender issue? Well, in a way. I mean, of course, there's always been consideration for males and females in the world of design and in the world of developing products. However, I can't really say it's been a conscious field of study for the mainstream in product design. So I guess the answer to that would be yes and no. I mean, of course, it's under consideration. And when products are developed, you always want to consider males and females. However, I don't feel that there's a lot of consideration and understanding of some of the really basic inherent differences in both physically, the you know, physical differences between males and females, and also the way they approach shopping or buying or purchasing or product. Some businesses don't think that gender is a big deal, uh, that they don't really need to do anything about it, do, need to do anything differently. Do you think gender is a big deal when it comes to design? Well, it's funny. Uh, women are 50% or more of the population, but when you look at a lot of companies' offerings, they'll have you know, a product line and then a woman's version as if women are a small segment of the world. So it is a little odd the way products are approached by a lot of companies and the way gender is approached. I do think, in the U.S. at least, there is a bit of a taboo to discuss male and female differences because it tends to be a little bit, uh, it tends to be a very touchy subject and not Mm. always politically correct. So I do think that the topic is sometimes avoided. You know, if we're sitting at a table working together and you make a comment and I say, oh, yeah, you think that way because you're a female, um, that could be perfectly true, but a little touchy, you know, and certainly take it yeah. the wrong way and, you know, good chance I'll be sent down to diversity training. Some businesses don't think that gender is a big deal, that they don't really need to do anything differently. Do you think gender is a big deal when it comes to design? Oh, yeah, certainly. If there's both in attitudes and, you know, we're just wired differently. You know, males and females are wired differently. And why wouldn't we be? You know, we've spent 50,000 years in what anthropologists call modern human behavior, and we have learned to survive. And just like every other species in the world, males and females tend to take different roles, and that's perfectly fine, and it's not a better or worse thing. It's just how, we, how we've evolved. So there is some hard wiring that goes on in both males and females uh, that we really need to understand and celebrate. It's different thing to say males and females are equal. That's quite different than saying 
they're the same. Some businesses still do not see the value of considering gender. Can you give me an example where you have seen firsthand where it makes a difference? Well, we typically see that females are the tougher customer. So if we're designing for males and females alike, we always want to base it on, or typically want to base it on understanding females because she shops and thinks differently. She is shopping for a wider audience. Many times when males shop or they consider products or purchases, they're a little more narrow focused in their regard for the rest of the world, you know, the rest of the family. Uh, females buy for many, many, many people in the household and, you know, consider many people in the household. So that's one of the things, one of the very uh, significant differences that we see when we talk to male and female shoppers or consumers. How does 4B approach design differently? Well, here's what's been happening in the world of design and engineering, product design and engineering. And, of course, it's had its roots go back quite some time, at least in the 1930s, when the culture that's evolved in both fields, design and engineering, really been based on male values. So the way that we design things and the way that we engineer things is in itself a design. And it's a design that was developed on the way males would want to do it. So what we see happening, uh, we see almost a 50-50 mix at this point in the schools of males and females in design and engineering. But when they get out into the field, the, uh, females drop out very quickly. So the mix actually in uh, professional organizations is more like 20% uh, female, 80% male. So mm. there seems to be something rather uncomfortable that females, uh, you know, it's hard to put your finger on it too, but when you yeah. realize that the environments, the cultures that evolved have evolved based on male values, you tend to think, well, maybe engineering could be different or maybe design could be different. Maybe there's something that's just not comfortable in that environment or the way we work or the way we approach projects or the way we approach a problem that yes. doesn't work or doesn't click as easily with females. And I think in many cases that problem is so big you don't recognize it. You know, the industry doesn't have, the culture doesn't have to change drastically. God, I hate to say it's a hunt and kill approach, you know, hunting, hunting first mm -hmm. and gathering, but in a way, in a way it is, you know, in a way it is. Um, it tends to be a little more of a uh, discomfort with females in meetings about design or engineering, just the way males tend to behave or interact with each other. And I will say that putting females on a design team or an engineering team does not automatically make it a female-friendly project. If males hunt and women gather, inviting females to a design project or an engineering project is like inviting them to a hunting party. What can businesses do to be more inclusive of gender when it comes to innovation and product development? Well, I do think it helps to, to look within, right, to do some soul-searching and look at that environment and that culture and to uh, question or evaluate whether or not the entire system is set up to be gender-friendly from both a male and female point of view. Mm. Then I would say make sure that, that the entire team understands that we'll see differences between males and females inherent differences. Very often we do research uh, globally 
and we find that there is more uh, difference between males and females than there are between people in different countries in different parts of the world. That's really interesting. Right. So approaching it with that point of view, you know, approaching any sort of project with that point of view, and I think also understanding from a real basic point of view, what are some of those female and male instincts? How have we evolved? How do we think differently? You know, in any aspect of life, it's hard to... Males and females have a tough time figuring each other out during <laughs> all our lives, right? Um, yeah. What could he or she possibly be thinking? What's going on in there? <laughs> uh, and so there is a difference. And like I said, we survived somehow over 50,000 years, and uh, we've been successful at least in terms of surviving. So, yeah, I think open up the conversation to gender. Don't make it taboo. Understand that yeah. male and female differences exist and uh, address them, understand them, have fun with it, because it is pretty interesting the way males and females think differently. And the opportunities are huge, especially companies who are not clicking with female markets or female consumers. Females, I will tell you, it's no surprise, spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. are the shoppers for the family. You know, the, the statistics are somewhere around, they, they, they drive 70 to 80% of purchases. Thanks for joining me today, Dan. This is Cantor Australia Bite Size Insights. Thank you, Fritz. It's been great.